Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Brief Talk podcast. We have someone on the show today who I've known on social media for a while and just recently rediscovered. It is Jay. Welcome, Jay. Hello. How are you? Good. And if you can tell by his voice, he is not American. Nope. (laughs) We have another non-American. Yay, we love that. So welcome, welcome. First off, tell everyone where you're located, since you don't have the American accent. No, for sure. I always feel like my accent is very hard for people to know uh, when I speak in English. Um, I am located in the Netherlands, in Northern Europe. See, we are getting, I told you we were branching out with more non-Americans, and voila. Very diverse, very diverse. Yay, this is our third. We're looking for more people, so just keep that in mind. But we'll jump right into our questions. So the easiest one of all, tell our listeners who may not know you a little bit more about you. Okay, so uh, I am 27 years old. Um, I am quite athletic in a sort of sense. I like to go to the gym, work out, not per se to become muscular, but just to sort of, uh, yeah, keep fit. Um, I really like to read like psychological books and like on human behavior and like consumer behavior because I work in marketing. Um, in my spare time, I like to like travel, like to go out, like eat and all that sort of stuff. And I'm also really into like um, video games. So I'm reading like the PlayStation 4 and also Nintendo, like Switch, because I really like Pokemon and Mario and those sort of nostalgic uh, games from my childhood. Um, and yeah, I live uh, in the Netherlands. Uh, I live alone. Uh, I have an apartment to myself. Um, and yes, I'm happy to be here. Yes. And you just got back from a vacation. Yes, for sure. I spent about nine days in Portugal. Um, nice. just, uh, at the end of September, at the end of August, which was super nice, super sunny, and it was nice to, I suppose, have that disconnect from like work and sort of, I guess, sort of social media because I wasn't really active during that time. Um, and of course, I was looking forward to our uh, podcast chat because I knew I was going to do it after my holiday. So it's quite a uh, quite good timing, I think. Yes, and uh, I've had more and more people lately go to Portugal because before you'd never hear about Portugal no no one ever hears of like people always think I know this is like super generic but people always think that Portugal is a part of Spain uh-huh. so like people are like oh I'm going to like Spain which then they think I think they think like like Portugal's like a like a territory or like like a, a, like a municipality or something of uh, Spain itself but it's actually not as a separate country and um, yes. but of course it's it's not as like um, it's not as big or as like touristic as Spain because Portugal is obviously much smaller and it only has its uh, west and south uh, on in the uh, ocean funding. So of course, like Spain has that whole like peninsula and like obviously it's connected to France as well. But Portugal seems to be really up and coming. I've noticed it. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody seems to be going to Portugal, and they always and everyone I know who goes raves about it because they're just like, oh my god, you gotta go to Portugal. And well, I'm it's like, very—it's it, just very underestimated because, like Spain, like everyone thinks of like sunny Spain, like that's kind of the perception I think people have of it. Um, but Portugal's really uh, just like it's very diverse and very different to Spain. There's obviously a crossovers because the countries border each other, but like it's really—it's um, just a really beautiful country. It's super chill. Uh, obviously, it uh, has like the Mediterranean sort of uh, weather, so super sunny, super warm, um, and of course the people are super friendly. I know the Spanish are also super friendly. But it just seems like everyone seems to be talking about Portugal all of a sudden. And I'm sort of glad because it kind of like, you know, lets people explore other aspects of like, I guess, Southern Europe in its own sort of way. Cool. Yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, sooner or later, I'll get there. Probably later. Than Hopefully sooner, sooner yes. <laughs> we'll see. So we'll jump into our underwear question. So how did you first discover your love of underwear? 
I think it was probably around, I'm guessing, sort of 15, 16, when you had your sort of coming of age of, yeah, I guess, sort of your own sort of sexuality in a way. Um, and then I guess for me, it was uh, there was a department store that just opened near my like near my house. And they had like a whole like obviously a men's floor. And they had obviously a certain branch that was attached uh, to the men's floor, which was underwear. And of course, I never really sort of was into like Calvin Klein or like Emporio Romani or like these sort of big brands sort of growing up. But then, of course, as you're a teenager, you sort of get delved into like consumerism and stuff like that. And then I remember seeing the underwear section. And sort of seeing like all the different styles, the different brands, I guess the sort of marketing that sort of goes into it. And I remember being like, wow, there's like so many different types of underwear, so many different types of like, yeah, sort of fabric material. And like obviously the modeling and like sort of like the the face of the person who's like, let's say, showcasing the underwear. And it has a sort of influence on you because you want to look like him. You want to be sort of mm-hmm. like him. He's wearing his underwear. So you obviously want to wear it too. Um, so I think it was, yeah, around like 15 or 16 when I really started to get into like my, I suppose, own conscious awareness of underwear itself. Nice. Yeah, it seems a lot of people right around that time discovered mm-hmm. the underwear section of a department store. Of a department store, yeah, literally. Yeah. I've, I've read it before, I've seen it before, and it seems to be quite a big, I suppose, staple for men in general. Yeah, gay or straight, doesn't matter. Everyone's like, oh, what is this? What is this? Yeah, and then you kind of explore, and that's sort of how I suppose sort of that yeah, sort of grows then on you. Yes. So do you remember your first good pair of underwear you bought? Uh, yes, I do remember it very well. It was, um, I think what it was called was called a Tanga, and it was from the brand Slogi, I think it was what it was called. Mm-hmm. I, don't know it, I don't know if it's American or Australian. Um, it's Australian. I think it's Australian, yeah. yes. And I remember I bought that. That was the first thing, first pair of real underwear I bought for myself that was more of like, I want to see how this feels or looks versus like being more practical or functional. And it was in the actual department store and I bought it was two. It was a pack of two white tangas. And I remember I remember the first time buying it and then the first time uh, trying it on. And of course, at that time, I was really into like boxer briefs and sort of boxers, which was like kind of, I guess, a staple for like a teenage sort of boy. Um, and of course, the tanga kind of was like more like a brief, but it's like side was was uh, only the band itself. Mm-hmm. So it felt different, looked different. And I remember the, the first time it like touched my like waist. I was like, I, I don't know. I had that sense of like, damn, like I feel so sexy or like I feel so, I don't know, like, like, yes, like sexy or like hot right uh-huh. now, just from that pair of like underwear. Um, and I remember that was the first pair I bought of my own accord. And it was really like, I think iconic moment for like my own sort of like coming of age of like being like a man in the sort of sense. Nice. Yes. The first time you put it on, you're like, where has this been all my been life? Been all my life, yeah. <laughs> and then where is there more like it, you know? <laughs> nice. Very cool. And how did the first pair you bought influence your journey going forward? So obviously it sounded like it sort of sparked your interest. It's like, okay, what else is out here? How did your yeah. journey go? Yeah, like like at this at this point, I was from like, let's say the department store experience. I was very much aware of um, like the different styles of sort of underwear and then I think from this one purchase I made, it obviously because it was kind of outside of the normal, let's say, stereotypical section of underwear, it kind of fueled me to just look at other sort of, let's say, more, I guess, non-conventional sort of brands or like different material or different styling. And then sort of from that uh, era, as I became like a young sort of adult, I then got sort of more into like jock straps and sort of self, which I've always sort of known about, but never actually got, as well as like thongs uh, for men. And then from that sort of thing, from like whenever I was like, what, 18, 19 to me now being 27, I've sort of continued to explore different sort of 
variations of underwear itself and then kind of like keeping to that sort of mixture of having like boxers, briefs, jocks, tongs um, and these sort of like varieties of different underwear. But I always try to keep it like you have like, I remember saying this to my friend before, it was like, I have like underwear for like work, like the normal like nine to five mm-hmm. sort of job. And then once I'm like outside of work, I have like a wider selection of like more fun um, sort of underwear for like Instagram or just like if you're going out or these type of things. Um, but I always try to sort of keep my underwear drawer always full of different, I guess, uh, moods I'm in. Nice. That's a good way to do it, though. Oh, I think I think I think like I, I don't maybe like I, I don't know about like I'm obviously not like a woman, but like I feel like women also have that sort of thing where they have like lingerie that's more specifically mm-hmm. for like bedroom sort of stuff. And then you have like underwear, which is just more for like the gym or stuff for like going to work or something that's more like active. Like you have those like different like sort of, I guess, like drawers for different, I guess, like moods or situations or like activities. Um, and I think for for men, it's just as important to have those like that, like last underwear drawer that has more maybe like, I don't know sexy feeling underwear or like like hyper masculine sort of underwear that makes you feel like a god um and of course like showing it off is what i think a very like uh human sort of behavior to want to to be like seen you want to see it yourself you want everyone to see what you're wearing and like how special or how proud you are of it um i think everyone man or woman should uh, should embrace that yeah that's one thing that we're trying to do here is like you don't have to wear the same pair of underwear for every activity. If you want to no, go to the well, gym, I don't think it's not designed for that, you know? Wear something that's designed to go to the gym. If you're going on a date, wear something sexy. Wear something where you're, quote unquote, lingerie sexy stuff. Like yeah. women do. Yeah, yeah, that's a smart, you it's get a smart it. way of looking at it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then in, a question I'm throwing in is yeah. so when you were coming up buying, did you buy online? Did you go? Keep going to department stores. Which which did you do when you first started? Uh, when I, when I first started, it was primarily uh, in like a department store, so like actually buying it, um, let's say over the counter. And I guess maybe just because it was more, yeah, it's sort of easier, and you get to also see it and sort of feel it in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, as I sort of dived into more, let's say I don't want to say fetish, but like more like fetishy type of underwear which you wouldn't per se get in a department store I then sort of moved on to online and I still to this day really buy most of my underwear online that's more like sort of a sexy sort of lingerie in a sort of sense and but I do I I personally do love going to a store if it if it does exist and it does sell that brand or that style I want to be able to actually see it and sort of like touch it and then if you can like sort of try it on because I always think it's the same with like sort of jeans you know like when you buy like a pair of jeans or like underwear yes. on always very different to when you get it in person and I do think if you're if you go to this store you also have that like sense well obviously you've got like a variety of different things you also get a like a different type of style different type of brands um, and you also get to like sort of have that feeling of how it would it would feel on you because you can try it on there in the store um, but it's also quite exciting if you order online to like multiple pairs of underwear and they come in the in the post. You get to you get that sense of like excitement because it's all like at one time. Um, and then, of course, you get to try it on. So I try to do a little bit of both, but primarily nice. mostly online. Very cool. Yeah. Online's usually you get more brands than you do. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, yeah. But if you have those ones you like or an underwear specialty store, which some people do, you can go feel it, try it. Because mm-hmm. there's yeah. been pairs in the past where I've seen them through, like, the manufacturer will either send them or I'll see them. And I'd be like, you got to go see this because the picture just does not do this pair justice. Yes. Yes. And, sure. 
And people are like, what? And then they see it. They're like, oh, my God, I know what you're talking about now. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. The picture yeah. does not look. You're like, yeah, eh, eh. exactly. Yes. And then yeah, you see that's, you. that's also like I always feel like, though, it's the it's the marketing or the sort of like imagery that sort of comes with the underwear you want to sort of sell. Because I do think like the it's the same sort of like like bigger sort of brands that really do underwear it's always that like feeling or that like image of that person wearing that that you want to like sort of experience yourself mm-hmm. and if you don't get that sense of like a feeling like a god from the pictures online you might then turn it away on uh, but then maybe you'll order it to test it and then when it comes you're like wow like why does this not seem much more like elevated uh-huh. online because it feels and looks like amazing and then of course you obviously try to if you get like a feedback email or something you always try to like say to them you should, you should like do more for this because people will buy it if you showcase it better um, yeah. but but online usually does have a lot more sort of variety and like, I guess, non-conventional sort of brands, which is always nice because you can then test and see how things sort of work. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's just the colors and the camera just don't, you know, yeah, no matter how up. hard yeah. you try. It's But oh, well. So what are your favorite brands and styles right now? What what are your go to's for a variety of different reasons that, but what are your <laughs> yeah. favorites? Uh, I suppose for my for my working life, um, I'm pretty much like a Tommy Hilfiger, like sort of carbon fine diesel sort of a man. Um, oh. And I primarily only wear from those brands uh, boxer briefs uh, because I just find boxers, I just don't think are very flattering. Um, so I prefer boxer briefs because they're more tighter. And for like, let's say working out and like being more, let's say, physically active um, in a non sort of sexual way. I typically wear jock straps um, when I go to the gym normally, and I usually wear bike, which is like such a classic sort of mm-hmm. athletic support, athletic supporter, as they're also called, um, just because it's sort of freeing in a sort of sense, but also it's like sturdy. Um, so it's not like per se fashion. It's actually more like sort of practical. Um, and I have like 12 different colors of uh, like 10 or 12 different colors of bike jock straps because I'm quite I got them when I was when I was younger and I just have that like affinity towards the brand. And then in terms of, let's say, my lingerie sort of bottom of the bottom of the drawer um underwear i do have a wide variety of sort of jock straps and thongs from like really like a lot of different brands i am like calvin klein tommy hilfiger diesel have like a pride collection and then like i guess more known sort of gay associated brands like andrew christian and barcode nasty pig and like those sort of like more i guess sort of mainstream underwear brands and then i have some some other ones that are more yeah, I guess off the sort of beaten track, but it's always, I guess for me, it's always like hit or miss um, with sort of brands because I feel like jockstraps always, if, depending on the material, always feel different depending on where you get it from. But for me, I do try to, to, to mix it up with brands when it comes to lingerie section. Nice. You mentioned jocks and of course we've had jocks over here forever. Are jocks big in Europe or is it sort of added? What is this? I've heard different stories about Europe and jockstraps, so I'm just curious. For me and from my experiences, I feel like jockstraps are big in Europe and and sort of general. I know that there's an association with wearing it to like the gym and like sort of being that bodybuilder sort of persona. And that doesn't really exist in Europe with regards to people wearing jockstraps and having that, let's say, physique. Um, from my experience from friends and also, yeah, like traveling around Europe and going to different clubs and stuff like that, jockstraps are definitely just more sort of fetishized to that sort of like sexual right. sort of feeling. Um, but it's not per se the actual 
like it wouldn't really be like a bike jockstrap or like more of an athletic supporter. It'd be more of the like pride collections that sort of big corporations sort of do um, every sort of year. And then of course, more of the gayer sort of brands that sort of sells. Um, but it's definitely not something that's really, I guess, showcased in like normal everyday sort of life. It's really more of that like club sort of behind closed doors sort of feeling. Okay. No worries. And there's no like, there's there's no like, obviously like shame or embarrassment to it. It just doesn't have that like mainstream sort of, it's I not, guess, image, image here. It's not like, oh, you wear this for sports. It's more, oh, you wear this for fun. And it's a good thing. Yeah. And it's a good thing. Yeah. And like, obviously like, you know, jockstraps always elevate your ass. So of course it always like, you always, I don't know, you always just feel super sexy in like a jockstrap. Um, and of course, if you're trying to, let's say, <laughs> if you're trying to get attention or you're trying to get uh, like someone to look at you, uh, obviously, like in a club or something, wearing a jock shop is always a, a good way to uh, get the eyes looking your way. <laughs> yes, very true. Very true. Especially if you have the assets to fill it out. Just saying. Yeah, just saying. <laughs> you have a boyfriend now, you said. And yeah. How does your boyfriend feel about your underwear? Is he supportive? Does he join in with you with underwear? Or does he just sort of appreciate your underwear? How does he feel about your underwear love? Uh, I would say he's supportive and appreciative towards it. He himself is very, I guess, sort of the (laughs) generic sort of version of a man. So he kind of just has like boxers and boxer briefs. And that's kind of the, the, uh, the level of his sexy sort of underwear in that sense. He always says that like my like sexy lingerie always looks good on me and that I think he likes that that like way I present myself in it. Um and he obviously likes obviously like from like a, a sexual experience sort of way, he likes that that I'm more uh I guess liberal in that sort of sense. Um but he himself is much more conventional that he doesn't really partake in it himself. And of course we've talked about like like he just doesn't really have that interest in it. And like mm-hmm. he loves it and he like obviously he has seen it as a gay man with like his friends and like going out and stuff like that. But he himself doesn't have that like affiliation or desire for it. He has tried on like my jocks and like my tongue and stuff like that before. But it for him it's like he likes it, but it's not for him. Okay. But he supports you, so that's all that matters. Yeah, that's all that matters. And like obviously like uh when I was on holiday our last night, like I obviously bought like some new underwear for our holiday. And then obviously the last night before we were flying back, I had a new underwear that he hadn't seen before. And of course it was it was quite exciting for him to like see it. And it's also of course exciting for me. Um and it creates that sort of sense of like, I don't know, like like sexiness that you sort of didn't know, especially when it's between two people. Mm-hmm. But I know he definitely appreciated that on the last night. Nice. That's awesome. Good to hear it. Well, you know, so, good sex life is always good, you know. Wow, well, good underwear and he should enhance that, but we're just saying. We're we just all saying. know that. We all know that. <laughs> yeah, for so, sure. So does underwear ever boost your confidence wearing it? You for ever... me, for me, yes, like 100%. That's why I said earlier, like, you know, if, you, if you're going to go to the bedroom and do some stuff with your partner, like having a sexy pair of underwear gives you that, like, confidence that you might not necessarily know. Um, for me, when I wear like a jockstrap or like a thong um, or something more sort of fetishized in the bedroom or like going to like a party or like a club, like the second you sort of take off your like like your T-shirt or like your, your pants or something like that, you just get this sense of like, I am like the, the like most gorgeous person in that sort of room, even if it's in your own like sort of awesome. bedroom. Um, but of course, then you 
like you feel like you feel good you feel great and like when like when you look at yourself in the mirror you're like damn like like who wants this piece of like like meat or piece of cake or, or who wants to take a bite out of it like that type of sort of sense um and like i've said to my friends before like uh like obviously i'm quite like vocal about being like really into like sort of underwear and i'm quite like uh open about like getting something new or something i really like and of course i always say to them like you should like you know try it yourself engage with it like just see if you if you if it like hits or like misses for you but if you never try you'll never sort of know and like for me Mm -hmm. i'm trying to be very vocal about you know exploring underwear that is available because there's so many different types and varieties and like if it makes you feel good at the end of the day that's the only thing that matters you know exactly exactly i agree 100 percent on that approved so that wraps up all our questions, believe it or not. And we wow, have okay. one oh, final wait. question, which is the easiest question ever, uh-huh. is where can everyone find you on social media? They can find me on Instagram. Uh, my name is just another boy and then underscore. Uh, just another boy without the underscore was taken, unfortunately. Um, but you can find me there for all my pictures. I do reels, I do videos, and I show you different sort of brands and different underwear that people send me or ones that are recommended from people. So you can find me there on Instagram, just another boy underscore. Nice. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. We had some scheduling issues, but we got it worked out. Well, thank you. Thank you for scheduling it. Yeah, we have obviously different time zones. It's very hard to get together for it. But I really appreciate your time um, in doing it for me and being a part of it because it's definitely an experience. Yes, and we'll definitely want you on some more shows soon. Definitely. It's always fun to have different different people and different ideas on more shows. So Uh looking forward to that then. Amazing. Go follow Jay. You will not be disappointed. He has a great Instagram and you can see all his amazing pairs of underwear (laughs) and uh so that'll wrap up this episode thanks everyone for listening and we will have a new episode soon bye everyone bye everyone good luck Thanks for listening to our show. If you like what you hear, consider supporting us at Patreon at patreon.com slash UNB blog. Follow us on social media. You can follow the blog at UNB blog on Twitter and Instagram. Read the blog at unbblog.com. Also follow me if you like art or anything else fun and underwear at UNB Tim on Instagram and also Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll have more podcasts at you very soon. Bye.